back to the Don't Fly podcast. This is Rob Streeter here with James Mitchell, getting into the paint. Rob, Rob. We take you to the latest with the NBA. James, what's happening, my brother? Rob, we're back in the building. Back in the uh, uh, building. <laughs> Let's tip it off. Let's get right into it. Uh, today we got some talk on the NBA team building. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to touch on. We're going to touch on Carmelo Anthony. We've got the CP3, uh, James Harden, Frankenstein type thing trying to be uh, created down there. We have got Gordon Hayward going to Boston. PG-13 to OKC, lots of player movement. Um, I want to start with Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> One Carmelo Anthony. We kind of touched on this last episode. We kind of started to get into it. I don't even know where to start. So I guess to... <laughs> You know, kind of get it up to speed. Um, this summer, trade talks have uh, kind of increased. We've got Melo, uh, disgruntled, the whole Phil Jackson fiasco. Uh, Phil Jackson is now no longer the president of basketball associations. Um, so now the New York Knicks' plan is to try to full rebuild with uh, the Latvian seven foot three question mark that is Chris Staff Porzingis. Uh, the future. Young guys. Oh, yeah, the quote-unquote future. <laughs> um, so Melo wants out. Why now? Was this the, why, did, why did they take so long? Um, I, I wasn't a fan of Melo when he first came, quite honestly. I thought to blow up the whole team they had in uh, 09, I believe, when he first came over. No, I'm sorry, much later than that. I'm sorry, uh, 2012. Um, yeah. feels like, oh, nine, it's been so damn long. They've been so bad. It feels oh, like it's been <laughs> 30 years. Um, what what have you heard lately about Carmelo and, and the situation going on? The last thing I heard about the whole trade uh, situation was that this trade was on the two-yard line of happening of Carmelo being sent over to Houston now, what that means, I have absolutely no clue. But I don't know what Houston would give New York in return. I don't even really know how much. At the end of the day, does Carmelo make Houston good enough to beat Golden State? And I don't know. Either they're just trying to play together to, to be friends or they're trying to play together to beat Golden State. I don't think Carmelo going there makes them good enough to beat Golden State. And I think that's what it, for me, that's what it boils down to. Carmelo, you go to Houston, you, what do you get, some more open shots? I, I just, I honestly don't really get it to be 100% truthful with you. Uh, to me, building for the Warriors, the, I, the league is almost like, and that's kind of why I'm excited to talk about team building today because, what the whole the, this whole big three the whole idea that you need at least seventeen superstars on your team <laughs> to compete it's like when when did basketball become that way? Maybe it's always been this way, and we just haven't had the media coverage. You know, that's sort of something that we talk about behind the scenes a lot too. It's just how media plays such a big part yeah. in, in the storylines that we that we talk about. But you, you can't. I, I, I'm going to just say, okay, let me just start off like this. Carmelo Anthony going to Houston, they're not winning a ring. If, if Melo now is all of a sudden, I want a ring, 
why why Houston? I, I you're not gonna. I don't believe you're gonna uh, exactly Golden State, which has to be the plan because you're, you took you you lost all your defensive players. You lost uh, Patrick Beverly. There's a great chance you're gonna lose Trevor Ariza um, to this trade or, or or some sort of situation. I'm not even sure if he's even on the Rockets at this point, but um, so I, I don't know if he was a free agent or not, but. You're losing defense. Clint Capella, I guess, is a is a rim protector, but um, I just don't. In a seven game series with the Golden State Warriors, no. Oh, it. I don't understand what the the rationale is. I mean, if I was a GM, I would be waiting. I would be planning four or five years out. I wouldn't take in this talent to try to. To do what? To to run over the Warriors? It's it's a sad situation, mm-hmm. but why contribute to the uh, culture that's already whooping you? I don't get it. Yeah, they don't. They don't. You know what's crazy about this whole big three thing? Like you just said, I remember growing up, you would see like older older players, Barkley, Malone, uh, GP. As you got older, and you wouldn't ring, win a ring. Then you would ring hunt. Oh, you know what? Let me go and hop on the Lakers. Let me go and hop on the Miami Heat. Let me, like, that's what I remember. When LeBron announced and did that decision thing and him, Bosch, and D.P. together, I felt like that was the moment where everybody was like, oh, shit, we can do that? Like, you know what? We're going to, I'm not going to waste any time. Let's just go try to get a ring. We're going to try to get a ring here, get a ring there. Like, it's, like you said, it's out of control, first off. It kind of takes away from the game. Second off, in Melo's situation, there's, if he wants to win a ring now, and this is going to go, but this is going to kind of talk about episode one, take a pay cut, pretty much play for free, and go to Cleveland. That's the closest you'll get to a final. That's, I, I agree. I agree. You know, if you, I mean, my thing is, why did he wait so long? I mean, I don't, all season long, him and Phil Jackson are, are going back and forth. I want to stay in New York. I want to stay in New York. That was, that was four months ago. You feel me? How and many years making ago the play. was it when, uh, sorry to cut you off, Rob. Carmelo was a free agent. He went on that little parade. He went to Chicago. He went to, I want to say it was maybe Dallas and a couple other teams. And they ended up signing that mega deal in New York because we all know it was for the money. But he said, I want to win in New York. That's why it took so long. That was, he signed a, <laughs> an extension in 2015. That that's when he signed that big deal. Uh, he was t- actually no, it was uh, the the fourteen because it was again. I think he had a player option that last year. He exercised that to get out of it early to re up in New York, and then that that was at the end of his uh, uh, his Nuggets deal. I, I mean, I mean, I don't know, and it's tough because I try not to be biased, but I, look, listen, everybody listening right now, I am a diehard Knicks fan. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to hide it. This isn't ESPN. This isn't – nah, I am a diehard Knicks fan. <laughs> so so I take it super personal. And, um, I mean, I don't hate Carmelo the player. 
I don't hate Carmelo, the player, the man, you know, the the, the father. I know he done messed up his whole personal situation, but we don't comment on that. But <laughs> yeah, I'm not even killing him for not being a winner either. Um, I mean, if he just wanted to play basketball in New York for his family, that's fine. But again, my question is then, why now? Why now are you entertaining? leaving New York if you were going to just ride it out to the bitter end anyway. I mean, you went through the worst of it. Phil Jackson calling your name out, George Carl calling your name out. Maybe <laughs> New York was the, the Oakland situation. You, you, you played in probably one of the worst, you know, seasons of your career sticking through it. Now when it starts to get better on the other side of that, you want to leave? So, to me, it's not adding up. I'm not sure what's going on behind closed doors. I'm not sure what the Knicks are going to be left with after that. Um, Houston is trying to put a deal together now to get Melo. Uh, Houston has sort of emerged as the number one spot. Uh, they can't do it just to uh, the, uh, the, the both of them. They have to bring in at least a third team. I've even heard some reports from uh, Ian Bagley, who reports for ESPN, that they're trying to even have a potential fourth team um, I've heard oh, the Pelicans. I've heard the Pelicans being a third team. I've heard the Hawks. Um, I oh man, I think I've even heard uh, uh, the Pistons um, or some sort of sign and trade to get a Rondo and move some pieces around. So, I mean, the no trade clause is difficult to move for Melo. Melo has $26 million on his upcoming season, so the money has to match up. Um, it's just it's, – it's really, really weird. And this because I, I think this whole notion that you have to bunch up these superstars makes the trade even more difficult because now you're not just looking at assets in, assets out, or some GMs look at it like point production in, point production out. Now – you're looking at what talent is there, what big name is there. And not so much talent, what big name is there to draw There you go. These stars. That's exactly what we're gonna be talking about today. Um just the this sort of star magnetism that's going on. Um this is the Don't Fly Podcast, Robin Jay talking about team building. Um I'm not really sure at the end of the day, is it all worth it? Because you have that Warriors roadblock. I mean, this Cavaliers team is running into that same problem. You max out at a certain point. You max out on money. You max out on how many quote-unquote superstars you can get on your roster. And at what point is it enough? What point is it? Wh- wh- where's the tipping point? And then you to the kind of factor to go back into episode one, then you're also dealing with the money. Who's going to take the pay cut? Because everybody here can't get $200 million. Why are you going to take a pay cut if you know you can't win a ring? I think you start getting the reverse effect where you end up getting four stars on a team, but then now you have four big egos to, to, to adjust to, and someone ends up being unhappy anyway because they're all thinking, why am I taking pay cuts? Why am I not getting touches? Why am I not doing this? if I'm not winning a ring anyway. Pretty much. And I think, I think that's what's actually going to happen. That's what, that's what's going to run. That's what the Warriors are going to run into. Um, uh, I mean, 
that's sort of a segue into the, uh, something else that we talk about um, that we wanted to talk about, touch on today, the future of the Warriors. Um, talk about team building, somebody, you know, the team everybody's chasing. Um, if you look at their current roster, uh, you obviously, everyone knows the superstars on that team. You have Steph Curry, you have who just re-upped for the 200 mil. You've got Kevin Durant re-signing his deal this offseason. Um, so I think that takes them well into, you know, 2020. Then you have the other half of that pie. You've got Clay Thompson, the other half of the Splash Brothers, and you have Mr. Draymond Green himself, who a lot of people see is the glue on that team. Um, a lot of people say that without Draymond Green, they wouldn't be able to do a lot of the things that they like to do. They couldn't play small. Draymond Green can place he's the one through five defender can can guard point guards to centers um which i actually i mean i i hate that a lot of teams don't make dream on green pay for guarding their centers but a lot of teams don't or can't i'm not really sure how that works but they're both they're both due for for big money um i'm going to read you this clay thompson uh he's only got two more years including the uh upcoming season on his deal He'll be an unrestricted free agent. And Draymond Green has three more years, uh, including this upcoming season. He'll also be an unrestricted free agent. So they're both going to want money. Um, I'm not sure what kind of Supermax deals they'll be in, in line for, but I know Draymond, I think one of them made a, an all-NBA team, or they're likely to. So, that, you know, those types of incentives go in the deal, so that way they're entitled to more money. Oh. Where do the where do the Warriors go? I mean, how much longer are we really going to see a Warriors dynasty? The only issue, and this is the only issue, I think the Warriors are going to have. Me personally, and this is just kind of observing Golden State and, and hearing interviews and stuff. Is Clay Thompson? I think if Golden State comes out and wins next year, that'll that'll be what? How many rings? They won this one. They lost the last one. They won. So they could be, and they were up 3-1 when they came back. So that's a, so I think the only issue is going to be Klay Thompson because I've listened to Klay Thompson and he says stuff like this. Oh, I get my shots where I can. Um, I just have to learn to adjust. Like people just kind of hear that, but I've played basketball long enough to know when you're, no, not at all. Like don't no no not even close. You don't you don't buy the I, I'm PR. I'm still move. learning to get adjusted. No no kiss my ass with that. You he he's gonna be the one that that is gonna be like you know what I want to get paid. I don't think it's gonna be. I think Draymond is one of those old school players that you know what I just want to win. I don't give a damn. We're all millionaires anyway. We're all good. My family's good. Durant, you're going to take a pay cut. You know what? I'll take a little less over here. Steph, he's good. I think Klay Thompson is going to be the one out of the group that's going to say, you know what? I want to get paid. I've won rings, so I I don't need to play for rings anymore. He might not come out and clearly say it like that, but don't be surprised if Klay Thompson is the one that ends up leaving. But even with that, if you get a half – yeah, but I think it's more of a mistake on the defensive end more than it is on the offensive end. Because I think Durant and Steph shoot good enough to kind of make up. And if you brought in somebody like a J.J. Redick, that's half the shooter Clay is, Durant and Steph can make up for whatever Clay is going to leave. 
But on the defensive end, he hides Steph. Steph can't guard a soul. Klay Thompson guards all the Damian Lillards, the Kyrie Irvings, the John Walls. Steph doesn't have to worry about that. Steph goes and guards J.R. Smith, who stands in the corner. That's, I think, his biggest thing is he's the best defender on that team, the best perimeter defender on that team. Hot take. Hot you take, take him right away. Now, hot take right now, Clay Thompson gets exposed if he leaves the Warriors. Clay Thompson gets exposed for 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 being uh for being only a spot up shooter and for being an average defender. I'm 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 I I'm I'm not a Clay Thompson hater, but I'm not yeah. a I don't love Clay Thompson. I think he's I think he's a good player on in a great Yeah, system. I don't I don't love him either. I think he gets exposed. I think, I think he's a little I, bit better than an average defender, but I think he is a very average offensive player besides being, a, like you said, a very good spot-up shooter. He cannot create his own shot off the dribble. If he's not in a system where they're looking for him off pick-and-rolls and screen downs and pick-and-pops and wherever it else, he will get exposed. He will get exposed. I, I, I see a similar meltdown like a Lance Stevenson type meltdown where they, Lance Stevenson, <laughs> his first go around in Indiana, had the ball. He could kind of be the backup point guard. Uh, he would start at two guard, but then once like their, their point guard would go to the bench, he would slide over to the one. Uh, because they didn't have the depth at the one, he had free reign to kind of, you know, uh, run the offense. I think you take Clay Thompson and put him, you know, he becomes a free agent in in in, uh, in two or three seasons. He gets, you know, he shops gets shopped around. You know, some team uh, empties out their their roster for him. He ends up on say like a like a Brooklyn Nets, or he ends up on like a uh, <laughs> shoot. Well, I'll even be nice with like a like a you know. Oh man, what's a good scenario? Like a like a Dallas Mavericks. Like. Uh, he can end up on Chicago. You know, They'll have the money to spend at that point. On a Chicago, exact on a exactly. He ends up being if he ends up on a team where he is expected to be the man. I think the points, the Good. points, you know, the points stay there. I mean, he probably averages eighteen, nineteen points. You know, the points will be there. But I think you'll see someone you can't build an offense around that you can't build a team around. No. You don't, no, you cannot. I agree with that one hundred percent. He will he will steal that next deal. That will that will be stolen money. Stolen money. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. I mean, it it, it um stolen money. They're gonna steal. He it, every dollar he call the Brinks truck. This is this <laughs> is don't fly podcast. James Mitchell, Rob Streeter. Talking team building, talking the Warriors, talking the Warriors. In fact, talking about the Warriors. Let's talk about the other conference. Let's, let's move over to the East. You know where I'm going with oh, this. Oh, boy. This is Mr. LeBron. Uh, hopefully, we're going to Cleveland because there's nowhere else. Okay. I was say, there's nowhere else to really go. We, we, should, we should touch on the Gordon Hayward, but you know what? Quite <laughs> honestly, I, the Gordon Hayward story doesn't grab me. I really don't care. It doesn't honestly, grab me. I either. mean,. So no. what? Gordon Hayward, I, I think it was a joke. He was an all-star last year, quite honestly. 
Um, he he's an average an average three wing player. I don't I, nothing is exciting. He's not an impact player. I think it was kind of ridiculous all of the hype that was getting over him for this free agency. I mean, we you heard more about Gordon Hayward than Carmelo Anthony. I would say right now, if I had to take a player, quite honestly, I would take Melo over Gordon Hayward. But <laughs> but that's just me. That might be that, that might have to be our first uh, flop or not discussion. I'm about to say it might have that might have some people calling in, Robbie Rob. Yeah, that might that might have to be the hot take. That might be our first flop or not segment where we'll give uh, everybody a chance to 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 comment in. I'll just we'll throw that up on the station. That'll be up for a day or two. And then uh, people will be able to call in, and it'll strictly just be we'll just play everybody's response. You call us in, we'll publish it, we'll play it out. All right, getting back to this, LeBron James. Literally, okay, so here's an interesting question that came to me. Who is more vulnerable right now in their conference, Cleveland or Golden State? They're both at the top of their – they're both at the top of their conference. Uh, every team is – is I mean, you would you thought that a lot of the teams in the East would load up for LeBron, but it seems like a lot of the Eastern Conference players decided to just say fuck it and hop on over to the West. But we did see Gordon Hayward try to go to the uh, the Celtics, which was probably the best situation for him to try to load up. Now, LeBron James is feeling the pressure; he's feeling that touch of father time. Who's more vulnerable? Who who's more likely to not make it to the finals? Cleveland or Golden State? This sounds crazy, but – and you're talking both 100% healthy. No no injuries, no nothing. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking barring any, any – bar, uh, you know, no injuries, you know, just yeah, toe-to-toe. Just which which team, like, will break get, – get their streak broken of finals appearances first? Uh, Golden State. Golden State. I don't see a team. Not even a, I don't even see anybody close to beating, beating Cleveland. I I cannot see it. I don't care if LeBron is if he was forty. Like I just don't. Cleveland, the East is so weak right now. And like you said, it pains me to say because I grew up watching Michael Jordan in those days in the East and loved the Eastern Conference basketball. But the East is so weak right now. The, the, what do we have? Toronto, Boston. If Boston thinks Gordon Hayward is going to answer their prayers to actually beat Cleveland, oh, come on. <laughs> like, it, that, it, that is a complete – that's crazy. Dude. That's a joke. Like, it's, it's really a joke, at least on the West. You have a lot of talent. Like maybe Carmelo, Chris Paul, and James Harden catch fire for four, five, six games. Like you can imagine that Russell Westbrook goes off, him and Paul George go off together. Like you can see that happening before you can see Toronto, Kyle Lowry showing up for a playoff uh, appearance, DeRozan being a than LeBron, like that's not happening. But you just, but okay. Well, the other day you said that you believe that KD was the best player in the world, but now you're saying LeBron is just going to be so oh, dominant no, that Cleveland. No, 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 no. I said, 
I said for that final in the finals, Kevin Durant was the best player in the world. Over and now that the finals is over. LeBron is is without a doubt the best player in the NBA. But for that final okay. series, uh, that, okay. yeah, that, that series, Durant, yeah, Durant outplayed LeBron mm. to me. He outplayed him. Oh my him. lord! Oh my god! <laughs> and what? And what? Who? What? What series were you watching? Bro, Rob, Mr. Statman, Mr. Statman, pull pull up the stats, Mr. Statman. I'll pull, pull up, up, the, I'll pull up stats. the stats right now. I'll pull up the stats right now. Pull up. There's oh wait, playoff stats. I will play. I'll pull up the stats right now. We got we got we got stats for this. Pull 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 those things. This is what you do, Rob. Pull up the stats. I mean, but I just I just well while, while I'm pulling up the stats real quick. Uh, did you hear about the new rules? Did you hear about the new rules going on in the NBA too? Um, a few of them. I didn't hear like all like really in detail. I know there's some about there were there's less timeouts. Um, and the only thing with that is trying to clean up the end of the game. You got to stop these teams from being able to sneak timeouts in when they're doing instant replays for thirty minutes. So you take away a timeout, but if the ref is at the it's the replay booth for seven minutes and the players go to the bench, there's that timeout that you just took away. Real quick, okay. All right, I got these stats for you. I got I got some stats, okay. Mm. Talk to me, Rob. Talk to me. KD. 35 points a game, eight rebounds. Oh, what you, hold on, say that again. Six. You said 35 <laughs> points a game? Uh, I, was, I, was, <laughs> I was trying to say that I real just, quick. I was, I, was, I was trying to say that real quick. I just wanted to make sure I heard that right. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, just, just barely 35 points. All right, 35.2. Okay. Five and a half. Damn, five uh-huh. and a half assists is pretty good, though. Five and a half uh, assists. Mm-hmm. LeBron James, but come on, man. Thirty. Hold LeBron, on, what about, okay, what, wait, hold what, on, about his, what about his blocks and rebounds? Blocks and rebounds. Blocks and rebounds. Block and a half steal. Uh, uh, one steal. But okay. listen, listen. Now, now I'm gonna hit you with with, my, with the King stats. Thirty three point six. Almost a game, triple double. Twelve yeah. rebounds, ten assists, a mm-hmm. steal, and a block. Triple steal double. And a half and a block. Yeah. Now. That's good. Actually, when I look at when I look at these stats, I I forgot that Steph Curry killed it in the damn playoffs too. And in, in the finals, he had twenty six, eight, and nine. He had a, yeah, he played a really. This is the best finals he's with, ever had in his career. With two steals, I mean, he was no fucking slouch. I, I kind of you kind of forget that. That's kind of lost yeah. on us sometimes. But um, so I mean, so it, and and quite honestly, I I we we're talking about the team building. And we're touching on which teams even have a chance. I mean, it's kind of we both. I think it's kind of safe to agree that we don't think any team has a has a chance. But I I like it because I mean I wasn't around when Lakers Celtics was like the real deal. Like when Magic Bird was was it, or even even I mean jordan and pistons i mean like the great rivalries like because these athletes are like, yeah. pretty much all boys like you don't get those real like r- 
rivalries and like sometimes you don't know how real it is even when they try to hype it up like it's real. Um, I mean, you had the KD Russ versus the thing going on, but I like I like this Golden State Cleveland because when you get to the finals, you want to see the best players play, and I and I and that's one reason why I love the NBA because that usually happens nine times out of ten. Um, oh yeah, other teams where it's you know what I mean. So I, I love that because you, you want to feel good at the end of the year that that the best team won. Um, I think that kind of helps you go into the off season feeling like 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 the season was worth it. Um, but if you're a GM in the NBA right now, do you go for the win now? Like, do you do you bank on an injury or do you tell yourself, well, we have to give ourselves the best chance and and roll the dice, you know? Or do you take a similar approach to, I hate to say it, but the Seventy Sixers? Or do you take an approach like a huh. <laughs> Sacramento, like a Sacramento Kings, where you say instead of keeping an All Star that gets us thirty wins a game, let's just go full tank and rebuild? Or a Brooklyn Nets? Well, I'm not going to say Brooklyn Nets because they gave away all their assets. So, or like even a Celtics before uh, they started kind of cashing in on their assets. So, as a GM, do you go for the win now, or do you look five or six down the road and hope that some of these teams break down? Uh, me personally, from the looking at it from kind of like the business point of view, as like I guess how these teams look at it, you at least you cannot go into a season in tank mode. You at least have to try to be as competitive as you possibly can, because if LeBron goes down in the East, God forbid, I don't wish injury on anybody, but if LeBron was to get hurt the third game into the season. Or you know what? Let me say. Let me let me take that back. If LeBron was to get hurt right after the All Star break, the whole East opens up now. So you can't be. Well, we're gonna we're gonna lose for, to to sign Johnny Smith coming out of Kentucky next year. Nobody knows if that kid's gonna be good or whatever. So you at least gotta be saying, all right, we gotta be competitive. We gotta be competitive until you're like, you know what? Shit, I do, I personally don't believe in tanking. So I guess my mentality would never say, you know what, F this, we're just going to lose. I feel like you at least got to be competitive because if one thing could change everything, one injury could change everything, and now you're in tank mode, LeBron goes down, and if maybe if you were to try to be competitive, you could now at least make a run for the playoffs, and then you, all you got to do is get to the playoffs. If LeBron leaves the East today, the East is wide open wide open. And that's that's why I get that's why I'm so that's why it's so interesting that so many names from the East left. A, a lot of teams that were close. Yeah. I mean, the Atlanta Hawks had a bad season last year, but I mean, you know, but they 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 were they had a system. They 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 started something. It's sad that that kind of fell apart before it really got rolling. Uh, Toronto, I, I'm glad to see Toronto keep their core together. I'm glad Kyle Lowry stayed. I, I was I was actually kind of interested to see what he would do. I thought maybe the Spurs had a chance to kind of pull him away, but those Spurs are just – they still want to ride that Tony Parker uh, I, uh, I train to the wheels like fall Kyle off. Lowry. Kyle Lowry. You don't like Kyle Lowry. Overrated. No. Overrated. The kid has to show up in the playoffs. The kid has to show up in the playoffs every, every every season. 
It's something with He's him. He's been hurt. He couldn't throw a rock in the ocean two years ago. Then he was well, hurt everybody last has a bad series, like, though. Why? Nah. I, Mr. Statman. <laughs> when I call for Mr. <laughs> Statman, we got we, we got to pull up the Kyle Lowry playoff. Let's pull up, let's pull up the Kyle Lowry stat. <laughs> the playoff. Well, I mean, no, but you're his playoff set. No, look, I would, but see, he, you know what? And this is, and this, is, this is another hot take. I like, I think Kyle Lowry would. I think I would take him even over a Gordon Hayward. Like, I just, I think when you look at impact, when you look at when you look at impact, but that's two, that's two different positions, though. That's true. It's, Who would you it's, take it's another guard, another point guard? What other what point guards would you take over Kyle Lowry? What where does he fall in your list of point guards? Ooh. I I think he falls Or should we just change save this top, for another top, episode? Top half. He he's 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 in the, he's the top fifteen, <laughs> top fifteen point guard. He's a he's a top fifteen yeah, point guard. I don't guard. think that's hard to do. I might I might be the sixteenth best point guard in the NBA. That's not hard. Uh, yo, to do. I, I can name. Look, look. Okay, you got John Wall. You got Steph Curry. You got D Rose. Yep. You got you got mm-hmm. um. Uh, you got Kyrie. Westbrook. You got Kemba Walker. Mhm. Did I say what? Okay, you got Westbrook. That's six. You got Isaiah Thomas. That's seven. Yep. Uh-huh. You got um. You say Dame. You said Damian Lillard. Nah, I didn't say Lillard yet. That's eight. Um, mm-hmm. We got um, we got D'Angelo Russell. All right, that's a good one. Would you take Would you take Lillard or Kyle Lowry? Lillard all day. I like okay, I like Lillard's chip on his shoulder. I like I like Lillard's attitude. Me too. I like Lillard's attitude a lot. That's gonna be Kyle a, Lowry that's or That's gonna Paul? be it. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, that's tough. Damn, that's tough. Oh, you killed me with that one. All right, we on the clock. So, oh man, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go with. I'm gonna have to go with with Chris, man. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm me too. Chris Paul. I would. I wouldn't hesitate. It. That's another one, Chris Paul. So that's ten. So we got top ten. And then I'm I'm putting D'Angelo Russell as a one. He he's in there. Um, mm-hmm. Who else do I like? I like. Uh, uh, and then I'm, I'm then I'm putting uh, Kyle Lowry right from there. Denver. No, Kyle oh, Lowry. So he's just media. outside yeah, of your top ten. Yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah. I, I give you that. I, I, you can't name fifteen point guards better than Kyle Lowry. Um, nah, I guess and, I and, guess not. And as a GM, I'm on the side of. Wait for this all to calm down. I think Danny Ainge. I think patience is what pays off. I think you build through the draft. I think you. I think when you rebuild, I think a lot of these teams are scared of the word rebuild. But I mean, when you look at these teams that are just having these like dark decades of of losing, like like fans don't really care. You know, it would be different if fans stopped coming to games, but. You know, I've gone oh, to these yeah. games where they were terrible. I went to a Knicks game while they were terrible. You know, last year I went to a Knicks game. You've gone to Knicks games while they're bad. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, I went to uh, I w- went back when uh, I was younger. I went to a, a Nets game back when uh, when they were bad. So it's not about it, you go for the experience. So it's like that's what you're paying for. So if I'm a GM, I would take five years of just like twenty win seasons, building up some real talent, than ten years of forty win seasons. Yeah, you'd rather be in that lower echelon than be stuck in that gray area where you're not good enough, but you're not bad enough. That exactly, and or and probably what's even worse is being a bad team and not being able to draft well, uh, 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 taking on bad contracts for too long, tying up your money. I mean, the Knicks. It's like just the Knicks. I go back to the Knicks because <laughs> that's what it's just. <laughs> It's awful to watch. That's I mean, even the Brooklyn Nets are starting to even the Brooklyn Nets are starting to starting to take shape, and and that's something that I, I can't. I, this I, I'm a true believer that New York will never be a Brooklyn Nets town over a Knicks town. But I just if the, if the Brooklyn Nets make the playoffs before the Knicks do, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a, it's going to be a big problem for me. As you said. You are a diehard New York Knicks fan. Now, I haven't been an actual team fan for a while, so uh, I am a diehard Derrick Rose fan. So as much as you want to cry, Robbie Rob, I want to cry too. Last year was the first time I actually sat down and watched Knicks basketball for, I'd say, 80 of the 82 games. Lee Pat, subscriber, all that good stuff. I want to see every shot Derrick Rose makes. That was the worst basketball I've ever watched in my entire life. I would legit go to bed mad. My wife would be like, what is wrong with you? And I'd sit up in the mouth, but yo, they can suck. How come they don't do this? The coach doesn't do that. Why are you in a triangle? She's looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm sitting here like, what in the world is happening? And that is what they, they made my household Watching that crap, I'm sitting up at 2 o'clock in the morning screaming and hollering about Phil Jackson's whack-ass triangle offense. So, <laughs> it's the next. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. It hurts. It hurts, man. Ugh, it hurts. It, and it and as a GM, you can't be halfway. You either got to build all the way or just break it down all the way. I, why, why sit with one player that's – an all-star that's pissed off because his team is bad for six years. Like I don't get it. I don't. I don't. I don't get why. Why that's so. I don't. I really don't get it. Um, it, it makes no sense to me. But I guess these teams really don't have a choice. They either got to win now, or 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 appease a whole bunch of things. Um, I guess they got a fan base to please. You and I have a fan base to please. Uh, it's just about our time. Yes, sir. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Yeah, we we uh, make sure, to control this make sure you tune in. <laughs> Me and James, we do this all the time, easy with our eyes closed. Follow us on Twitter as you at can Don't see, Fly Podcast. Just, I don't even think I don't even think we hit all the topics. <laughs> I, I don't think we. I think we did. I, I don't think we did. We have to kind of skim. It's tough for us to get to thirty. <laughs> same thing you want to say in roughly thirty minutes. We got so much. We didn't even really hit the Paul George to OKC. <laughs> Uh, we didn't even touch on that. Overrated. So, you know what? That's just <laughs> we just gonna have to. Uh, that's just gonna be for another episode, ladies and gentlemen. That's just gonna have to be uh, another episode. Um, thank you for checking us out here on Anchor FM. 
Uh, look for us on iTunes. This episode will be going up shortly. Subscribe if you like what you heard. If you have any opinions, uh, review us on the uh, on the iTunes. Tweet us. Tell us what you want to talk about. Shine in. Oh, oh. Let us know that thank you heard. Everybody, everybody, thank everybody for calling in, giving us some love. Like it's really, really, really appreciated, especially so soon. Like that, that, that's big stuff. It is. It is. Shout out to the Game Time Guru on Anchor. Shout out to the Rebound on Anchor. Um, shout out to Hoops for Dummies. Uh, we got a lot of love coming through. Like you said early, this is Rob Streeter signing out. James Mitchell, say 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 peace to the fans. Peace to peace, homies. Make sure you uh, catch episode three because you never know what, what might break out. You already know. We out. Stand on.